Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here. I trust you're doing really, really well. Hey, before we jump into today's episode, can you do me a massive favor, or a couple of favors actually? One, if you're able to please subscribe to the show. If you haven't yet, uh, just simply press subscribe. Or if you're listening on the Apple platform, I think it's press follow. That will enable me to let you know when new episodes are up and ready to be listened to and digested. And the other favor, of course, is if you can do me uh, the honor of please rating the show, uh, irrespective of the rating, whether it be one, two, three, four, or hopefully five, that would be greatly appreciated because uh, more than uh, more than whether it's a good rating or not, it just lets other people who are just like you trying to find information around sales leadership to more easily and more readily find the Exceptional Sales Leader podcast on the various platforms. So if you're able to rate the show, that would also be greatly appreciated. Um, so in today's episode, I'm going to talk about, it's sort of a, on the, off the back of yesterday's when we're talking about uh, be the benchmark of excellence. One of the frustrations that I have, uh, which is something I'm continuing to work on, is um, is an issue around reliability. Now, it's, it's not me being uh, unreliable because if you talk to uh, the people that I'm involved with, whether it be uh, my family or uh, uh, the sporting clubs or clients and so forth, they'll always say to you, if, if there was a question asked about how reliable is Darren in terms of you know when he turns up to things and so forth, they will say he's always, always early, always, always on time, he's always there, always reliable, always get things done. Um, now, that, that is a principle that I kind of live by, and it's one of the core principles of trust, which we'll talk about again today. But one of the things that's really frustrating, and it's something that I'm continuing to work on, is it seems that other people don't necessarily have the same level of focus on the importance of reliability. And I want to talk today in terms of integrity, because in today's society, I don't think anything shines brighter than a person's integrity. And yet, you look around, there are countless, countless examples of people choosing not to demonstrate integrity and making it all about themselves. Now, you just have to look at some of the politicians that you see talking on uh, talking on TV or in the, in the press. And there's been a couple of examples more recently, in fact, over the last 24 to 48 hours, of politicians at the federal level making statements about uh, certain things. And they've actually shown uh, snippets of that uh, politician making completely contradictory statements depending on who the audience is. Now, what that says is either they've forgotten what they've said or they have absolutely no integrity and they're simply saying what their audience thinks they need to hear to maybe increase their level of popularity. Anyway, I'm not going to get into politics today because that could be a completely different uh, that could be a completely different podcast and it may actually go off on down in rabbit holes which uh, we may never actually get out of. But I do want to talk about reliability and why it's a key pillar. Uh, to trust and especially crucial for leaders. Now, uh, and often, often it's not hard to do. Often, it's the it's easy to overlook the small things and like being late for a meeting or not returning a phone call. A lot of people don't seem to think that's a big deal, but the small things can actually give you some big insights into the big things. And I always talk to my my kids about this: is how you do the small things will determine how you actually get done the big things as well. So, sweating the small stuff. A lot of people say, "Oh, don't sweat the sweat the sweat the." Put my teeth back in. 
a lot of people will say don't sweat the small stuff, but it's the small stuff that you do well that gives you an indication and often give you a level of confidence that when it comes to doing the big things, you can do the big things really, really well as well. And so um, one, of the, one of the examples I want to bring to bear is, uh, well, a couple actually. I've been working with a client for oh, a better part of six months now and fantastic, uh, fantastic uh, client, fantastic organization. But one of the key contacts that I've been dealing with in relation to an ongoing involvement with this particular client is notorious for not returning phone calls. Now, it's been a week and I think I've left now four voicemail messages for this particular individual and still not a returned phone call. So I'm thinking to myself, well, uh, how reliable is this person and how much of a level of integrity does this person have? Now, it may well be that on on their agenda, I'm simply really, really low down in the list of priorities, but it points to uh, impressions that are created, which I'll talk about in a second as well, that I have a I have a now a different impression of this particular organization through this person that I'm not having a conversation with because they're not returning my phone call. Now this I should I should know better because in the last six months I probably have had at least two to three voicemails before we actually get to connect with this individual. Uh, and look when we do connect it's actually pretty good but there's no apology there's no acknowledgement that they haven't returned phone calls. It's just it literally is all about them and this is the this is the whole issue that I want to uh, I want to address and certainly for leaders this is something we need to get out of our psyche and get out of our makeup if we are to be uh, people of integrity leaders of integrity and people who are going to have uh, followers who are going to follow us to the ends of the earth which ultimately we want to have because we're creating a movement and uh, and creating some unbelievable results and it can only be done through being a person of in integrity. So I'll probably uh, make one more phone call today and uh, no doubt it'll go to voicemail. So I'll probably end up leaving the fifth voicemail. But then what I will be doing is making some alternative arrangements and uh, looking at getting access to the information I need from other sources. So that's that's a job for me to do today. The other example is if you've, if you've been listening to it for a while, you know that I'm uh, very, very passionate about AFR footy. And uh, up here in the Macedon Rangers run the female footy program. So we've got a number of uh, junior girls teams and also a senior women's team. One of the things we're trying to instill into the senior women's team is uh, some standards and some standards of excellence. We talked yesterday about benchmarks of excellence. We've got a fantastic coach. We've got some good people around the team. Uh, but even with that, we've still got some challenges with some certain individuals within the team when it comes to reliability. And this has a potentially a detrimental effect on the, the balance of the team, the culture of the team, and it's something we're trying to stamp out. And it's really, really frustrating because it's a, it's a work in progress. And particularly, there's a couple of girls in, in, in particular who are notorious, notorious for unreliability. Now, when I'm saying unreliability, it's little things. It's like when we set a benchmark of, of game time being at 11.15, uh, all players need to be at the ground, for example, at 10.15. And the reason for that... An hour before the game gives us time to start getting prepared, uh, talk about some last-minute game sense uh, issues or game strategies, but also gives the girls the opportunity to get any strapping, also any rubdowns they need to have, and just get prepared for getting into into game mode. Now, on game day, I play the, one of the roles I play is of the game day team manager, which means as the girls arrive, we've got to make sure they they sign in. Uh, because there's a team sheet that has to be handed to the umpires each week, and that goes into the league as well. And so what's what's really frustrating is there's an, it's a handful of girls who are notorious for turning up literally 15 minutes before the start of the game, and no notification. They know the rules. They know the standards we've set. We've put the benchmark in place, and still 
they turn up 15 minutes before the start of the game rather than an hour before the game. And there's no apology. There's nothing. And when you actually when you actually have a conversation with them, it's like you're talking to a, uh, a plane of glass. It just goes straight through them. It doesn't even register. So whilst they might be good contributors to the team, it also starts to create a bit of a friction within the team because they're not adhering to the standards that we as a team have set. So their reliability is starting to reduce. Now, what's going to happen over time is as more and more girls come onto the team and more and more talented girls come onto the team who are prepared to work hard, who are prepared to do the things that we ask them to do as a team and as part of the team ethos, then these unfortunately, these girls will start to find themselves not necessarily being selected, which is something that we're starting to work towards because it's all about having uh, integrity within the team and being reliable. And it's really, really simple. And if you think about it, you might be sitting there thinking, well, what's the big deal having to turn turn up an hour before the game? Why can't you turn up half an hour before the game or 15 minutes before the game? If you're ready to go by game time, what's the big deal? Well, the thing is we're talking about standards here, right? And whether it be in a sporting team like an AFL footy team or whether it be in your business, whether it be in your team, if you have people turning up late to meetings, just imagine the impression that's created from the other team members, if somebody turns up notoriously late to every single meeting, every single get-together, every, every single catch-up, what impression does that create? Because the thing we have to be thinking of and always be conscious of, and this is, this is where a lot of people miss the boat, is they're not necessarily aware of the impression that they are creating upon other people based on their lateness or their lack of reliability. Now, as I've already, already said, it's often easy to overlook these small things. And for many people... They think turning up late to a meeting by five minutes or turning up to a footy match half an hour after they're supposed to is no big deal, right? But what they're neglecting to uh, identify, what they're neglecting to recognize is that is the standard that has been set that they are not adhering to and therefore other people are starting to form an opinion of them based on the standards that have been set, but also thinking about their own values and beliefs. That that also is a filter as well that we all judge other people by. But we need to have, particularly at it in a team-based environment, we need to have some standards in place so we can drive some consistency so everybody's on the same page. The other thing that a lot of people will also start to think about is, oh, if this person's always late or this person doesn't return phone calls or if this person doesn't think that this particular meeting's too important and therefore they'll go and do their own thing, it's actually quite a selfish act. And people are going to start asking asking questions as to whether this particular individual deserves to be part of the team. Because if they're not going to fit into the team ethos and they don't want to make a contribution to the team, then they're going to have their question marks above them in terms of, okay, are they a worthy participant of the team and should we find somebody else to replace them? Because if they're not reliable and if they can't do the small things, and this is the big thing, right? If they cannot do the small things, if we're playing a game of footy and if we're up against it, we're behind, we need that person to actually make a contribution in that moment, can I trust that person, right? And the question that for many people was going to be, well, no, because if they're not reliable and they can't do the small things like turn up on time or they can't return a phone call or they can't give us the indication they're going to be late, then how can I trust them when it really matters? And that's a question that people are asking all the time. Now, as we talked about a lot, from a leadership point of view, our team are always asking three questions. They're asking us, can you help me? Can Do you care for me? And can I trust you? And the same thing applies in team environments as well. And I guarantee our coach of our footy team, are being he's being asked the same questions of his team in relation to him. So he's always reliable. He's always turning up. He's always caring for the team. He's always looking at how, how to help them. And therefore, he can be trusted because he's reliable. He is a person of integrity. 
So how does this all relate to us as sales leaders? Well, from my perspective, it's actually pretty simple. This is not rocket science. It's actually simple. And yet for many, it's really, really difficult, right? It's not difficult to be reliable. It's not difficult to return a phone call. It's not difficult to turn up on time. But for many people, they don't necessarily have it in their sphere of sphere of reference or their um, their level of awareness is not the, not the case of, well, this is an important thing. And they just think, well, it's okay to turn up late. We've got to be really conscious of the impression we're always creating. And as leaders, as we talked about yesterday, we have to be in a position where we're setting the benchmark of excellence, which means we have to know what excellence looks like. And so if you want to differentiate yourself, right, remember some simple principles. And this this is not, again, this is not rocket science, but equally I'm so surprised at the number of leaders who I work with uh, who who simply overlook these things because they they often think it's too easy to do or it's too simple. It's not, it's not complex enough. It's not strategic enough. And therefore, they neglect the simple things. So always remember this motto, do simple better. Now, if you can do simple better, you'll put yourself in front of, I would say, the majority of your uh, competitors because they are always looking for, gross generalization, I know, they're often looking for the most complex, the most detailed approach and the most complex approach, right? Because they sometimes gloss over the simple things. So here's some things to think about. Here's some key principles. Uh, first of all, be reliable. Simply do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. So just think about your standards of operation around things like returning phone calls. What is your what is your benchmark of excellence around that? Do you tend to return phone calls same day? Do you return phone calls within the hour? Or do you have, I'll get back to you when I'm ready, or sometimes I'll ignore people or I'll forget to return phone calls? Uh, be reliable because if somebody has gone to the trouble of leaving a voicemail on your mobile, then the least you can do is return that phone call within a reasonable period of time. Now, depending on your workload, you set that benchmark, but make sure whatever the benchmark is, you adhere to it and so you can build up a level of reliability. Uh, be present. Uh, so many people don't do this. They they are in the in the... <laughs> in the presence of their team, in the presence of one of their team members or in the presence of somebody else, but they're not actually present. You need to be reliable and you need to be a person of integrity where the person who you're having the conversation with feels for the time you're having that conversation that they and you are the only two people on the face of the planet. That's how you need to make people feel. That's when you get reliability. That's when you become a person of integrity. Also, from a leadership point of view, make sure you're visible. That means not sitting in your, at your desk, not sitting behind closed doors, being out there and being visible so people can actually see. You don't have to have an agenda, but you need to be visible, and that's how you can build some reliability because people will see you, they'll be able to engage with you, and make sure when you are engaging, as we've just talked about, make sure you are 100% present. Now, with that, you need to be able to listen. Uh, there's nothing worse than having a conversation with somebody and you simply know that they are there, but they're not actually paying any attention whatsoever. So first of all, they're not present, but they're also not listening. So if you want to do something that differentiates you against most other people, uh, spend some time really focusing in on your listening skills, because I can guarantee you from experience, when you do that, you become reliable in the eyes of that other person. And through that, you'll build integrity in the eyes of the other person as well. And the, probably the biggest one that um, I think is is uh, un, unheralded, if you like, and it's not sexy, but it's be consistent. Just simply be consistent. Always be a person of consistency. So be a person of your word. Be reliable in what you do, but be consistent with that. Because if you can be consistent, over time, that consistency compounds. So it may not be sexy. It may not be charismatic as a word, but I can guarantee you that consistency delivers exceptional results. And from a leadership point of view, one of the best pieces of feedback you can ever be given 
is the fact that you are consistent, right? You don't have to be extraordinary, but if you are consistent, that is a phenomenal piece of feedback there. So as we wrap up this episode, key message is be a person of integrity, regardless. This is a non-negotiable. Don't overcomplicate it. Simply focus on doing simple better. Now, if you can do that, I guarantee your leadership will be taken to a brand new height and heights perhaps that you've never actually experienced before. So simply focus on what you can do what benchmarks of excellence you can set and also what standards that can be replicated because here's the thing, guys. Your team is watching your every move and they want to be led by a leader who they can trust. Now, if you can do that, you are well on your way to being an exceptional sales leader and your team will start to deliver some exceptional results. Not only that, you'll find other people start to be really curious and want to know what is going on in this particular team because I'll start thinking about how do I make a make a move to join this team because it's a it's a good vibe it's a great place to be and people want to be led by leaders who they can trust and who are reliable and who have high levels of integrity so hope that message resonates and of course if you are interested and if you are committed more importantly to taking your sales leadership to the exceptional leader status then please jump on my calendar at leadwithdarren.com pick a time for us to have a conversation we'll do that over zoom and we can start working together as early as this week and get you well on your way to becoming that exceptional sales leader. So I look forward to that conversation and as always look forward to speaking with you and sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.